Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or a movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Jamie. All right. My, uh, we're having it's, it's all because fun, of the mouse uh, pre-recording technical difficulties, so hopefully this all comes out <laughs> and we don't have to worry about this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy it's a oh god see something happened but it did record i see that <laughs> so what did you say say it again i said i said i said well this see? is a milestone episode for us so of course milestone m-i-l-e-s-t-o-n-e what did it say oh you don't remember i don't i couldn't hear it Milestone. I, I hope it. this is all not in the. Doesn't make the edit. Okay. It, we could hopefully chalk this up to us being total rookies at this. <laughs> well, because right? you, you still, will still sound listen, like all. I hope. I don't know. All right. I if you don't like it, we'll cut it out. I'll be okay that. Myself. I'll do that for you. Do it. God. That sucks. It sounds okay. I mean, I sound okay to myself. So. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll try and keep that one. So, yeah. Um, so I'm looking at something here that you don't have your hands on yet. And I, and I, I, I hinted at this earlier this week, so I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I have in my hand, uh, the first piece of, uh, coffee sketch swag. Is that it's, a good way flare. to put it? It's, some, some, uh, physical flair. It is totally flair. I keep thinking about that when uh, every year. So, you know, we're we're about to head to the AI nineteen um, conference on architecture. So we decided as a as a burgeoning podcasters that collect. What's that? Yeah, our collective here. Yeah. <laughs> we decided to uh, create a small button pin with our coffee sketch logo designed by Jamie Crawley uh, at fallout studio. And uh, so I, I got them in the mail, I think just yesterday and uh, it's pretty cool. You know, these, so, so for those who are not familiar with going to the AIA conference, um, you know, you, you get your classic uh, badge and lanyard, if you've ever gone to any kind of conference or seminar uh, that lasts longer than an hour or something like that, you know, you get a little bit of a reusable name badge. And I, I think a lot of people at the AIA conference, well, the recent trend in, in the past few years is that um, 
product vendors or other uh, entities, uh, sort of uh, subcommittees or groups within AIA, yada, 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 um, have little pins. And, and then people are pinning these along the lanyard up and down, you know, on the sides. And so that was the idea, I think, the concept for me to create uh, to create our own using our logo kind of hand out and then, you know, help promote, do a little marketing, schmarketing for, for the podcast. So Jamie, I have one of, I think 100 pins. So we have 100 limited edition coffee sketch pins. So find us at the a 19 conference on architecture out and about in Las Vegas, starting Next week, this is a terrible commercial, June 5th or 6th, <laughs> 6th, 5th, 5th through the 8th. How about that? Um, anyway, you can cut me off at any time when I'm doing this commercial. <laughs> but um, anyway, I think, you know, we'll, we're going to try and have fun with this and not make it too, uh, you know. Yes. You know we've got some flair. We, we've got We've got some flair and... Um, so if you, you know, think of your office space references flair, but, um, and that's my dog <laughs> and she's not crazy about the flair. She's not seen the flair. Yeah, no, um, not, but, not, not, into but, uh, it. but it, it, it's it, like you said, it's a, you know, it's a fun thing to sort of make the convention a little bit more, you know, interesting as, as a way to kind of, you know, introduce a new product, you know, in some of the way these companies work it. Um, but, or in our case, um, sort of introduce something new that, uh, to even just friends of ours who, um, don't know that we're, we're doing a podcast now, but it's exciting and it's fun. And we, we hope to share it with more folks. Yeah. Yeah. So after my long, long intro commercial to this whole thing, that, that sums it up. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And I guess the last thing I was going to, before we get into our, our main topic, was something that's been been cool that has come up. And so we're going to try and, uh, well, obviously have this episode posted in time for the conference. Um, but as as the the date has been getting closer, some of our fellow architect friends, and acquaintances across the country and some that also podcast are also planning um, some meetups at the conference. And I've not so subtly hinted that we should also be in attendance at these podcaster meetups. (laughs) And, and luckily nobody on Twitter said no. So we have a, a, a soft uh, pass on, crashing oh yeah their party. No, I, I think that'll be fun so oh, i mean, think you're aware of that too you know, right jamie opportunities to see some folks that we know that have had podcasts for much much longer than us and and ones that we enjoy um but also i think there's also some other fanboy moments that i've talked about with you um that we're thinking about so we've got uh you know we've got two sort of you know That's fantastic right. keynotes um, yeah, that's right. And, you know, for very, very um, different reasons, um, I think, uh, you know, actually, I guess there's, you know, there's there's quite a few keynotes, but, it, you know, in, in terms of, 
you know, we've got one uh, who is the CEO and founder of Girls Who Code, uh, Reshma, and I, I, I'm super excited um, about seeing her talk. Uh, I've she's I've watched her TED talk, um, and I think it's you know it's very inspiring to hear her sort of discuss. Um, uh, in her case, you know, the, the TED talk that I watched talked about her. Uh, pursuit of actually running for congressional office um, as an Indian American woman. Um, actually, what I learned, you know, in her talk was that she was the first to do it. Um, but more importantly, is you know the nonprofit that she's organized um, and and sort of how that relates to you know closing the gender gap um, in uh, STEM to STEAM education. And I think the the impact that her 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 group. Um, her collaborators have, have had is, is pretty remarkable. And I'm, I'm very, very excited to see, you know, how she can uh, talk to our audience as well. Yeah, that, that is cool. And yeah, that was recently announced. And I think that kind of uh, program, you know, Girls Who Code or getting, you know, youth involved in, in some of these uh, professional aspects that used to kind of feel like a very small group in that you know the accessibility to computers that can do this level of uh uh code uh i I don't really know how to do it myself so (laughs) it's hard to talk about something you don't really know but making it more accessible and more attainable to more people so i think that'll be very exciting and I guess I think the, it's, um, well, it's 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 a disruptor to the system, and I think that that's mm-hmm. it's exciting to to hear somebody who's had that kind yeah. of level of impact and and is is talking about equity, you know, in in a very very broad context, but using something that is a very very tangible skill that um, you know really doesn't need to apply to a particular gender. Right. Yeah. And and then the interesting thing this year with the uh, keynotes is another another fanboy thing for me is they're being um, moderated by Roman Mars. Our uh, well, a, a, I'm a fan of his all of his podcasts and his Radiotopia uh, umbrella. But you know the originator of the uh, 99% Invisible podcast. So. Now, now that we're on a podcast talking about a podcaster who's keynote it's very meta. moderator, very meta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I would love to be able to ha- hand him one of our pieces of flair. Yeah, and you just want to get you just want to get uh, him this, on a mic this for coming about week. five seconds. Yeah, that would be awesome. And you know, maybe <clears throat> maybe one day, you know, after a hundred and fifteen episodes, not just the fifteen that we've currently working on, um, maybe we'll be as good as one of his productions, but, you know, goals, right? right? <laughs> well, and then, and, and I'm not sure how you could leave them out, but, um, you know, the, the other super fanboy moment will be, um, Ryan Coogler, um, who's one of the writers, um, but more importantly, the director of Black Panther, and I think that that, that mm-hmm. work and, and then, and if you're just thinking about it from the art and art direction standpoint, which we'll be talking about a lot later on in this episode, um, how it relates to architecture, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's uh, some wonderful things in Black Panther that I think, and there's been some really great articles about the um, the art direction uh, of that and and all the influences, including that of uh, Zaha Hadid. Um, so, uh, but Ryan Coogler, absolutely, uh, that's going to be um, an exciting moment to see. Yeah, I left that one for you because I knew you wouldn't appreciate skip that. that yeah, um, that that aspect. <laughs> Just throwing that up out there for you. Um, no, I, I have I, I've seen. Um, I don't think I've seen what? all of what? Black no, Panther, no, no, but I no, did see no, one of the. No, no, <laughs> no. What? Uh, 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 no, I just I just outed tape. myself. Like, uh, all right, I've got some homework. Give me a minute, just. just <laughs> This is the. Yeah, this is how my like, week has oh gone. My, I guess. Uh, uh, Chastise. Such disappointment. Chastised. Can you hear the disappointment in my voice? <laughs> I mean, just okay. Just making that. Just making that clear. Yes. I know. I, I know. I know. I know. You know. I. I have a few days. You also have a plane ride. You have a plane ride. Can, can you download totally it? Catch up. Can I you have do that for me. Can you at least watch it? I. Th- oh yeah. I will. Okay. I, I not did. for me, but for yourself. You really need to. Yeah. Oh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And I did see now how would you say if if since we are going to segue into some entertainment based uh design and architecture for this episode. So it's kind of fun to use this as a segue, but um I did catch the uh I mean so, I'm going to out myself again, but I don't really, I haven't been keeping up on all the Marvel um, universe movies, but I saw the, the one with Thanos. I know the stories, but from the comic books, but I don't remember the order and all that stuff, but it was the Avengers, the one where Thanos, the infinity gauntlet. So he has, he collects all the stones and then, so they do have, you know, uh, Black Panther is part of the Avengers group in this movie. So then they spend some time on Wakanda while Thanos is there collecting the stones and all that stuff. And so that was an interesting, um, to see that at least portion of Wakanda in that, but are you, well, w- what would you say? How does that compare? Oh, it, it, it doesn't at all. To I mean, the, I mean, the full you know, black, the, Panther the, the black, the black Panther movie is, um, in and of itself, just sort of a, um, I mean, it's, it's the, the beauty of it from, um, I think the, the comic book or Marvel universe that it sort of resides in is it's one of those movies. I think that's one of the reasons why so many people were excited about it or one of the reasons, um, or liked it so much is that it's, it's, it's a standalone. I mean, it's, it's truly a standalone kind of film. Um, you could not have seen any other movie, um, in, in that sort of comic book genre or series, go see black Panther and come out saying that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that film. And, um, you know, regardless of whether it was a, a superhero movie or not, um, cause there's elements of sort of spy fiction and world building, um, and, um, sort of, you know, a, you know, a unique African nation that, you know, isn't affected in, in the way that other African nations have been, um, you know, throughout history. And, and there's, you know, that sort of backstory that's, 
you know, makes it sort of unique and, and sort of a unique perspective. And then how that translates all the way through the film, um, you know, as, as, you know, several different themes and, and then, you know, from a, of an art and architecture, you know, direction, um, um, the you know, production designer is one that, um, he had worked with on previous films and had selected and her work, um, you know, she's been interviewed several, several times on, it, um, Hannah, Hannah, uh, Beachler and um, and she's you know commented on the fact that Zaha Hadid um, and the work of uh, Zaha was was you know sort of uh, instrumental in as a as a as a starting point um, um, mm-hmm. in terms of inspiration, but then um, also you know looking at you know different art textiles fabrics um, cultural artifacts. Um, that were incorporated sort of culturally into, um, you know, an overall, you know, art vision for, for that um, Wakandan nation. Um, I think it's really exciting. And, and so it, it basically became a world in and of itself that you, um, the detail was enough or, or more than enough that you really wanted to believe that it was absolutely real. And so that suspension of disbelief that you, you know, go to the movies mm-hmm. for um, really was present in the film. And I, I think they, they did a, uh, a really, really great job, great actors, uh, good action, the whole bit. Oh, wow. Well, <clears throat> now I definitely have to see this, especially with the fact that it's not, it, that it does stand alone, as you said, because I was, I think I've fallen so behind in <clears throat> all the Marvel movies that I've, it's it's almost intimidating now to try and go back chronologically and watch them as they you know, recap, watch them as they came out originally. So in the sequence. Um, and so this one is so, 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 so you didn't want to be like, so you didn't want to be the, one of those people that was, that you were hearing about on the news that was like living in a movie theater for a day and a half, watching all of them back to back to back to back at, you know, some <laughs> New York movie house or something like that. You, you, that. you didn't want, you didn't want to be those people. No. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. I just, okay. I just, just haven't had the time. I kind of got a few other things cooking. And, you know, on the other hand, you know, my wife and I don't like to uh, pay pay for movie tickets anymore. Uh, you know, so we don't really go to the theater to watch movies. And so it makes it a little harder to kind of stay, keep it fresh in my memory. You know, if it's once it goes to Netflix or whatever, we'll catch something. But, you know, that's usually months later and then who knows anyway nobody needs nobody really cares about my life right so, <laughs> so but, <we> can, <laughs> but but you do both of you do watch game of thrones yes we we definitely we religiously watched game of thrones uh from the first season till the last which just finished so this is a perfect segue into what we intended to talk about today, thank you, Jamie. Um, we we thought it would be fun, and this is a, a perfect dovetail with a a coffee sketch that you've created. <clears throat> that was <clears throat> sorry, um, that was of the Iron Throne. So we thought, you know, to do our own little spin on this with Coffee Sketch Podcast, right? Was to um, talk about a little bit of game of thrones 
you talk about your sketch, you know, talk about since it's now ended, so we can kind of talk a little bit about the uh, entertainment value and the architecture of this entertainment. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about spoilers. I don't, we, if you do, we could probably put that disclaimer out there, but if you don't really care to talk about that, you know. Yeah. I would say, I would, I would say at this point, you know, just because it's Kurt and I just expect that there's probably going to be a spoiler. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Might as whether, well, yeah. whether intent, whether intent intentionally or not, you know, we're sort of at that moment where if, if you haven't watched yet, hmm, save this one for later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. You know, yeah. We don't want to be the ones that got chastised for uh, not giving the disclaimer. So yes, spoilers may happen. Well, it's, it's in the red keep, right? So, yeah, yeah, the red keep. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's in the red keep, and and in and in there, it's, uh, um, um, you know, I, I was just about to spoil the ending, but um, but yeah, so this is um, so quickly, <laughs> so quickly we go there. See, it's um, so easy. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, yeah, no, this was a sketch that I did um, that morning. Um, knowing that the episode was going to be on that evening and um, sort of exciting to, uh, you know, exciting to, you know, think about a a series like that, you know, you know, series finales are always sort of, you know, nice pop culture moments. Um, But I think that, you know, from an art and architecture perspective too, it's, it's one where, you know, certainly these environments are ones that you've sort of grown accustomed to. Um, And like we were saying with Black Panther is that suspension of disbelief is that, the environment needs to be believable. You know, the characters need to be believable. The story needs to be, you know, enthralling. Um, but I think that the environment also needs to be, you know, and, and I think it has a, um, it's another actor in the piece or actress in the piece. Um, so I think the art direction and, and all that, you know, for this is, um, is certainly, uh, really, really important. And then of course the iron throne itself is what is become sort of an mm-hmm. iconic image, um, you know, for the last several years. Right, which I think, I yeah, I think the Iron Throne is pretty cool looking. Um, and I thought um, it's been interesting to see as the series ended, um, you have, I've been watching some little clips on YouTube here and there of different characters and different aspects. And someone pointed out in a, in a YouTube video about just, just about the Iron Throne that like there is a, um, one of the swords that makes up the Iron Throne is actually the sword that Gandalf had. No, was it Gandalf or uh, well, now I'm going to forget and then I'm going <laughs> to, I should have all my facts in line, but it was, it's, it's a, is, is this, is this where is, is this where you're trying to do those crossovers to other like fictional right. pieces and yeah, I'm trying real hard. Wait, you, 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 <clears throat> You, you really wanted to go there, and I just I'm not I'm sure trying, that that's I'm trying so hard. Well, I, we don't have to talk about that, but it was there was a little a little a little zoom in image, and what whoever had it in the Game of Thrones or uh, zoom in image uh, about the Lord coffee of the cup Rings. too. But I mean, we're not we're not talking about that or the water bottle, and you know, but yeah. <laughs> well, we can well the well we can move on to those things. But anyway, so the the throne itself is pretty cool. So yeah, it, I think your sketch of it is really a nice, a nicely done. Has a lot of nice contour and some shading. 
of of and it's very loose too. It, it it's not well the way I look at it it's like it's not it's not um uh, a perfect rendering of the throne where you know where you would see a super realistic image of it but it it has a little looseness to it to where it's um kind of has a little movement in my the way I see it you know it's a little more it's a little fuzzy and it looks like it and he kind of even looks like somebody's sitting no. on it but I no no is there just the way the shadows are no. sort of cast, but it's but I think that's, sh- but that's shadows you know are... with with things like this, it's um, I I, <clears throat> I immediately go to the word impression is that I'm I'm trying to you know kind of get an impression of that space. Um, I'm not trying to necessarily depict a particular scene or time period, um, and so you know for me is you mm-hmm. know in this particular case is you know what you know how can I get to the sort of the essence of the image so that somebody sees it and in that first you know, five seconds, they recognize it. Um, and, you know, and for, you know, like I was saying, it, it, it was, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of that time period where you're, you're kind of in anticipation of that final episode. And, um, for me, it was something that seemed very appropriate to be drawing at the time. And, you know, so let me jump to this hashtag of that cup though. So were you trying to say that you wanted to talk about the coffee cup in this sketch, which has, it's a Starbucks cup, which has, um, a stylized, uh, heat sleeve. Now, is that like a shepherd fairy? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm now I'm, I'm realizing you don't know is, uh, I thought, I thought you were, I thought you were kidding with me, but, um, there was the, uh, the episode before or two episodes before, uh, the final, um, oh. there was a big, big controversy yes. because, um, all of a sudden there was sort of one very, very quick cut scene, um, that somebody caught a, um, cup very similar to the one that is, is in my coffee sketch image. Um, and, you know, caught it in, in sort of the, the background of a scene, uh, on a tabletop. And so of course, everybody, all the fans were in uproar and on Twitter and whatnot. But, um, I just thought it was ironic that in, with, with, with all of my sketches, I, you know, purposely are mm-hmm. taking a picture mm-hmm. with a coffee cup. And so, um, yeah, it, it just made sense. It's my own little so inside re- joke. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading that. I'm re- I read that wrong, but the, um, yeah. And then in other episodes, there were water bottles, near you know in in the scenes as well kind of forgotten to be removed from the set and uh yeah so the coffee cup <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know did you catch it like when you watched it oh no oh no or did you oh, go no, back I, and I, try and find not. it no i it was I'm, yeah, I yeah no it. i didn't see it no it, it was but it was something that you know you kind of you know, you watch it and then, you know, next day you're on Twitter and you're like, what are they talking about? The, you know, that cup and, and, yeah. and sure enough, then you, you know, see an image and then it's, you know, burned into your, your memory at that point. Right. And, and I don't, I didn't go back cause I'm not, I don't want to go back and ruin it because whenever the heck scene, you know, whatever time that happened in the, in the action, it definitely wasn't the focus for it. So. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go back and you know try and 
dig it out or something like that. But the uh, anyway, so it has nothing to do with your coffee in the sense that that hashtag is meant for the hidden coffee cup in the Game of Thrones. So that's my thank you. My my clarification and calling you out just (laughs) slightly, but. But I also know that um, <laughs> you are a big fan of Big. Oh yes, like of the firm, and and yes, of the firm. Uh-huh. So did you did you know that he he appears in one of the last episodes? What, <laughs> Bjarka? Yeah, really. I you know yes. I did I did see. <clears throat> I did read that there was um, uh, some interesting, you know, there was like what Ed Shireen in one of the early episodes as a, uh, a fighter. I forget if he was. Yeah, he was. He's one a, of the one of, uh, King's guards. Macy's one of Macy's favorites, and and he uh, ends up like in uh, in a scene where they're just sort of sitting around a campfire singing, and um mm-hmm. so he's he's in that and it's and it's clearly him and it's you know it's it's more a little more than a cameo uh but not right. much more not but not much more um but uh yeah uh your your fanboy moment um he was uh now i i want to now i kind of want to go go back now, and find now that now you gotta go find back and find that in the last season <laughs> that one so he uh is it in the last show no the episode was, or is it in uh, i think it's the I think uh, I took some notes on it, but because um, I knew I had this feeling that you didn't know. <laughs> um, I think it was episode five of the last season, but he's just he's just an extra no lines <clears throat> or anything like that. So it's um, wow. As if he wasn't busy. Yeah, enough, it was one right? of those Instagram reveals that everyone was like, is that for real? And then later, later <laughs> confirmed. Yes. Well, that's cool. I, I, you know, another one, there's a, a metal band named, or I, well, I'm, I don't know, heavy metal, hard rock, uh, called Mastodon. And apparently the whole band was in a previous season. They were, they were all riding horses as wildlings. And so, which, you know, if you've ever seen Mastodon live, they kind of look like wildlings. You know, they look like Tormund. So, so what you're saying is uh, that we're learning fuzzy beards in this and, our 15th you know. episode that Kurt is a secret, um, as well as not seeing Black Panther like the rest of the five or six billion people on this planet. <laughs> I, I believe there's seven plus billion. And yeah, that so makes my odds even worse. <laughs> it puts me in a very elite group. <laughs> of one, <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like a little heavy metal music from time to time. You know, gets the energy up and uh, it makes me do some some drawings, sketches, and drawings and design thinking. Uh, from you know, if if the energy needs to get there. Um. So, I don't know. Do so. We've talked about your sketch. Is there anything that you did, you know, wanted to add from the sketch, or just? Uh... Well, I I knew that we were gonna to you know we were gonna talk a little bit about sort of the the art and architecture direction um, 
I did not know we were going to talk about the convention at the time, um, but it certainly made sense after we talked about, you know, after we learned that Ryan Coogler was going to be there. But I think when I did a little bit of research, there's a there's a fantastic article um, that we'll definitely put in that we'll add to the show notes um, um, from April um, of this year on Curbed. Um, and the author, who I don't know, but I enjoyed the article, was Patrick Sisson. And it it's an interview um, that he did with um, the art director of Game of Thrones. And what's interesting about it is they sort of break down a couple key sets and where those influences came from. And some of them are ones that you would be, you know, as an, as an architect and one who studies architecture, um, you'd say, Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. I see sort of those more. And then others, there's a little bit of a, a suspension of disbelief. You're not too sure if that's really where this is coming from. And it's maybe uh, a little bit of a reach in terms of influence, but it, it's interesting nonetheless. Um, I think the one that um, people can maybe um, picture in their mind is in Marine, um, uh, Daenerys's palace in Marine, when she's sort of kind of, you know, coming to power as her sort of, you know, queen of those she's freed and, and is preparing to, to make the move across the water. And, and um, if you kind of think about it, it has, um, you know, it's, you know, that coastal community, but it has sort of a, um, uh, temple like, um, structure that she, you know, is, is sort of, you know, holding court in. But if you look at some of the details in it, um, it, it really has a lot that reminds one of, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's sort of Mayan revival mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I do like that space. Yeah. And so, so that's, and so, so sort of her penthouse space in that. Um, and, and, um, and the, and the art director said, yeah, that's exactly where some, some of that influencing from. And so, you know, for someone who's, you know, kind of appreciates, so if you're thinking about like the Hollyhock house in LA, which have you mm-hmm. been to the Hollyhock mm-hmm. house? See, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's amazing. Cause I know you were in LA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And studying as a, at USC, you know, it's almost, um, there was definitely a lot of opportunities to go do some tours of of these, you know, exceptional sort of landmarks of Frank Lloyd Wright's work, Neutra's work, Schindler's work, all around that just exist all over the city. And uh, yeah, I, I and I mean, for those that have seen like Blade Runner, right, where 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 they actually used the house, right, <clears throat> which is. Oh, we just need to we need to do an episode on films. Um I've got some good oh, sketches cool. of Blade yeah. Runner stuff. And and yeah, I I always love that set. Um that you know that that the marine set because of that interior space which had great the way they lit it and I mean who knows like you ever see the the behind the scenes stuff? There's so much green screen that goes on. It's like I don't even know how you, you know when you talk about acting these people are so good because could you imagine you or me, <laughs> we do the, we're hiding behind microphones of a podcast, but could you imagine pretending this little green stick is a giant dragon head that you have to like interact with and actually pull it off to where it's like, so 
So, you know, who knows how much of that set is, is, was constructed and then how much of it becomes like a computer rendering, but either way, you know, it, it winds up looking completely fully, you know, built out and real. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always liked that. And, and, and I say, having been this, some of the Frank Lloyd Wright stuff in California where he really was doing that textile block, um, and that, that, that Mayan revival with the, the textile blocks, um, it was is pretty cool, and I was I guess to to jump to unless you did did you want to talk more about that because I was going to pivot a tiny bit and talk about like the intro credits and how those little uh, scenes go together. Yes, no, no, no. Keep going. I I I think I think uh, I think uh, you know you um, you were you were just starting to say you were going to pivot to the. Uh, the intro and outro kind of, or the, the intro um, credits um, and sort of the, the interesting models that are, you know, sort of, yeah, yeah the opening credits, sort the of opening credits, the, the world in which all of this is happening. I guess, you know what, there's two reasons why like that, the intro credits are fun for me is that it covers the, um, it kind of shows you the map, a three dimensional map of their fictional world. So that's cool to see the orientation of the different uh, scenes or the different cities that they visit, and then the way they animate the the buildings and the the key assets of each of the cities, and and then you know they change the animations change from even from episode to episode and then season to season, depending on how uh, important different parts of the the world is or the world uh, space that they use is uh, impacted. You know, obviously, as we got to the end of uh, the series, there was a major impact. Yes. That, uh, you know, well, I guess we did disclaim the spoilers, right? But when Daenerys went wild and destroyed all of King's Landing, the very next episode, the intro credits showed how completely damaged you know king's landing was and what was left of it after they rampaged it um on foot and with drogon the dragon the uh uh fire breathing you know pet of denarius which uh so you know that sort of stuff was cool which i which i will admit is sort of a lazy name for for, Dro- for that drogon the dragon, dragon but that's just me <laughs> Well, and then yeah. he winds up being the the main one because she was uh, the mother of three dragons, and which I I I can't even remember their their names because Drogon seems to be like the number one dragon, and uh, and so you always just and then the other two don't make it, you know. So, oh, what the my wife's filling me in Drogon Rhaegar and. So, so yeah, so she, my wife knows she pays way more attention. For for some reason, I yeah. thought that she might be ready to chime in and help you out tonight. <laughs> no, then she gave me the stink eye because uh, the dog got into something, and I'm in trouble. And on and on that note, 
we probably need to start closing this episode out. So Kurt can go. We'll stop talking about our pop culture and architecture references. And uh, we'll uh, look forward to um, seeing lots and lots of our fellow podcasters and friends and architects in Las Vegas in less than a week. So thanks for your time. Thanks, Kurt. See you soon. Thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of Coffee Sketch Podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at Cold Fashioned on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com. Find more show notes and information from this episode. And finally, if you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you.